I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Car Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. And today we have a full episode with QA, play of the week, an NFL midseason evaluation. But we have to start with what's on your mind. Tyler, I'm going to let you go first. And I'm not even going to come at you this time. I know last week we started off on the wrong foot. And I don't want to do that. Last week was a good episode, though. But I don't want to start off on the wrong foot. So I'm going to let you go first. You get the floor. Penn State lost to Ohio State by nine points. They were in the game the entire time. It was, we were getting 20 points. I'm not going to, you know, think about the fact that we're on a three-game losing streak now um, because our quarterback has a broken rib cage. Um, But the fact of the matter is, Ohio State Buckeyes, they've won the Big Ten for however many years in a row, and those fans decided that it was their job to storm the field after winning a game as 20-point favorites unacceptable unacceptable they won they're the better team um you can't go on the road and in the second half in a tight game have a fumble six and then throw a pick off your back foot and expect to win against a talented team like that it was enjoyable game to watch if you were in the stadium which i know ryan was i think it's better to to be frank get a game that's fun to watch and the crowd's into than like 25 30 point victory so i think that was that was good there i don't emotionally like we're on a three-game losing streak we're not top 25 team so like i'm sad about it we were leading we were up by 10 at iowa and if we win that game we're the number two team in the country we're now the out of the top 25 and on a uh, three-game losing streak which hurts but there's no doubt we have talent um we lost our nose tackle pj mustaver who probably would have been all american that's a big l we did well against the run but um so yeah hats off to Ryan. I don't want to like keep talking about the storm in the field thing because they're the better team, but you just hate to see that from a fan base. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Agreed. 100%. The Knicks, they were the best team in the league for half a second, and then Toronto came in and beat them at home. Another disappointing thing. I'm a little hungover at the moment, and I'm going to pass it off to the boys. That's what I got. That's what I got. Ryan is a fan of a very good college football team, and I hope they win the Natty Chip. With with stupid fans. Yeah, so I, I was at the game, and I posted on my Instagram story. Let's just be very clear. I posted on my Instagram story, like, what are you storming the field for? That's lame. Absolutely. Act like you've been there before. You're a top five team in the country, beating a team you're projected to smoke that just lost to Illinois in nine overtimes. And you, you're supposed to beat them by 20 points. Instead, you beat them by nine have to kick four field goals after it was, they turned it was a game. They it was turned like a over. late nine. It was a late nine. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Penn State's in the game. Like Tyler said, it wasn't like, you know, at, at one point, like, oh, this is over. We had the like, ball down six. It was a six close game. Yeah. I mean, like, and what, what, uh, there was something that happened in, like the first half. Like, you guys had the ball up seven to mm-hmm. three, and we got a, tr- I think it was that, that fumble. Yep. Like, we got something, and then it becomes 10. Right, 10-7. And then we score again right before the half. And it's 17 and to 7. We came back and scored 10 points right off the bat. Boom. Right. Exactly. It, it could have been 14 to 3 at half in a whole different game. So 
I will say, first off, I just learned that in 2015, Ohio State didn't get called for a single holding in Big Ten play throughout the entire season. And then I need to talk about the fact that twice your center fumbled the snap and they called a, they blew the play dead and called a snap infraction. Have we you had seen like that nine before? I've never starts. seen that before. He literally went to snap it, had a bad snap, fumbled the ball. I think he thought the QB was under center. He was under, so like just dribbled out. We get the ball. They blow the play dead and call a snap infraction. Yeah, and like yeah, nine, yeah. Uh, nine. I don't know what happened. Nine. There. You don't see starts. that from my Ohio State team. No, so no. Got to get better. Yeah, for sure. Hey, I mean, I had much on. higher expectations. I think. On. Yeah, I think I said forty-two to fourteen. So uh, definitely an L there. If that's your L, take that and move on. W's a W. Yeah, but Lou, what's uh, what's on your mind? I'm going to assume yeah, nothing. nothing, nothing, nothing. The Just answer is nothing. Day. The answer is nothing. I think about nothing except for the Astros 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The Astros are currently down three to two in the World Series. Mm. I'm scared to say anything right now because they played tonight. And when this comes out, the season could be over. And I don't want that to be the case. So I'm just going to say. Don't let the boys win tonight. I mean, don't let the boys come back from a, a grand salami in the first inning on the road. Don't let Atlanta blow a three to one yeah. lead. They're going to. Don't. I. It would be great if the Astros could stay alive tonight. Just one pitch at a time, That's right? It. One pitch at a time, one out at a time, one run at a time. Just get me to Wednesday night. And in a game seven at home, anything can happen. This is how I feel like during the Michigan game. Like that's 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 literally the same vibe for me as like I don't care about anything else. I just want to win one yard at a time, one play at a time. Like I only want to win that game. Like nothing else matters. Except the difference is you're not down to Michigan in the fourth quarter. And Michigan's a hot garbage football program. Well, the Braves are very good. And Michigan's hot garbage. But yeah, that's fine. I can I'm fine with that. I'm Georgia guy through and through. Since day <laughs> one. So shout out to Lou. I think we got to at least bring this up. We got to mention this, especially because his Astro take might not pan out very well when he guaranteed it. My man, Saturday. Reg they and I looked up, so good. Reg and I are upstairs watching the game and I get a text from like Michigan scores again and they're up like 16 points. They were and beating I, uh, the shit out of Michigan State. We get a text from Lou and it says Michigan's legit. A real football team. By the way, wait, real worked. quick to pause. No, I said they're legit. Uh, just so you guys know, I watched a grand total of like 45 seconds of college football, and that text was the part of the 45 seconds. That <laughs> I, I was watching too, and at that moment, they literally were beating the brakes off of Michigan State. Just, I mean, Michigan State should not have been in the game up to that point. Like, Michigan, man, like, they, they look looked like awful. They, they were the better team, and then that running back, the so. last, you know, 20 minutes of the game, 18 minutes of the game, Michigan State dominated. Came back, baby. Go green. I also, real quick, as a sidebar, we're going to get out of the college football talk. I just want everyone to be aware of Auburn. They seem like they got something cooked. Auburn? Football team? The team that <laughs> lost to Penn State? They just beat Ole Miss. Yeah. They That's just the beat one. Ole Miss. They got something cooking over there. There's something happening. They got Alabama in a couple of weeks. Just something to be aware of. Picking Alabama? You picking Auburn to beat just something to be aware? I'm not there yet. Nicks, I'm not there Bo yet, Nicks. but something to be aware. Well, yeah, Bonix is playing like the best quarterback. We in the go to right Auburn now. in September next year. 
I might fun. go to Auburn. I'm going to Auburn. You should go. You should. Car talk live from Auburn. Wow. From- I think I'm going. To, I think I'm going to go to the SC championship game. Interesting, Georgia guy. December third. All right, enough college yep. football talk. We don't want anybody to have to turn it off at this point. Yeah. Oh God. We don't yeah, want that. Fun. We don't want that. No. But we 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 uh we talked about this just before we we got on live. That today is uh this is right around the top, like the halfway point. Seventeen game season now. So there's not really a halfway point. Eight and a half weeks would be the halfway point. Which technically, by the time this comes out, we'd be through eight and a half weeks. Considering we're uh, we just got done with week eight, I want us before we get into like, hey, who's doing well, who's not doing well, Lou, I gotta ask you first and foremost, where is the Chiefs' panic meter? They last week we didn't do it, and they lost, right? And they were what three and four? Yeah, they barely beat a bad Giants team. Yeah, where, last where, night it wasn't good. Where are we at? What do you think is going on with him? He's hanging out. No, he's not hanging out. If you like, if you do, you think Jackson Mahomes TikToks have anything no. to do with? I like, think it. I think it's a real factor. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally joking. <laughs> I'm totally joking. But he didn't do it last night before the game. There was something going on there where he didn't da- didn't dance last night. So something's happening. Can we, gang? Can we talk about the fact that the Chiefs are four and four, one game out? Yeah, but they look real. Like Mahomes looked bad. They barely beat the Giants. Like they, he looks bad. Ty, like it's bad. Anyway, panic meter, if we're going, like, if this is the middle, I'm, like, right over here. Ooh, wow. So there's, that, you, there's still I plenty think, of time. I, I, I think last week we were, like, here. Why can't I so do that? You're back, like, here? I'm back towards the middle. I'm not, like, too worried. But it's, Jay, like. you hear that? Got to update the graphic. Lose, uh, lose, come back. I'm on the pullback, too. I'm on the pullback, too. It, it's, Don't like. Don't let guys get healthy. He's pressing. They got to figure out their offense. He refuses. I think they kept talking about how he gets bored. He gets bored with like underneath passes, and it's like that's not good. I don't like that. But you winning know. <laughs> gets old. <laughs> I don't like that. Someone said you can't go broke taking a profit during the during the broadcast, and I was like, damn, really? I can tell that to Mike White. Yeah. All right, so let's let's move on then. Jets, how are you guys feeling halfway through the season? Is this the Mike White time? I asked this on Ryan, Twitter. Do you I understand? Under- I understand it's an I understand it's an overreaction, right? Like the yeah. question on Twitter was like people, especially in cards, people really quickly like just forget about dudes. Like they just move on quickly from your stuff if you're not good. Like, are the Jets gonna even consider moving on from Zach no. Wilson? No, they're not. Can I tell you what's going here? A funny stat. What? Yet Sunday was the best passing performance of my lifetime as a Jets fan. <laughs> Fact. That's the first time they've had a 400-yard passing game since 2000. It's like the 12th since the merger. Fitzy never dropped 400. He was slinging the biscuit. Never dropped a 400. Yeah, Mike was awesome on Sunday, though. It was fun. They're definitely not going to, like, yeah, let's sure, everyone sure. relax. I, I realize that. Everyone relax. But it is funny that, that like, I don't know if Jay's going to sneak in his card in the play of the week, but, like, you know, you go 20 to 125 in like three hours on a Mike White Auto. It's very, very funny. So how do you feel halfway season, like halfway through the season, how are you feeling as a Jets fan? Uh, I still think they're going to go over their win total. I'm like firm was on that. It? Six and a half. Or no, it might have just been six. It wasn't six and a half. I think, I think they'll land on their win total. I think they're going to win six to seven games. That's what I think. I think that when the quarterback gets back, they need to unlock the offense a little bit because Sunday was coached completely differently from every other game. So I need him to open it up for for number two, and away we go. Ty's yawning for those that are uh, 
listening and audio. It's just not going to. You're asking for the Jets to win five of eight down the stretch here? I'm asking for the Jets to be competitive in five of eight games. And Zach Wilson to learn how to throw a five yard out. I am. Because if you recall, the one game we did win, he had third and eight wide open in regular time to just get the first down to win the game, and he missed that ball. I'm not confused. Mike White puts I think that thing play ball, a... puts that ball where it needs to be put. Oh, yeah. Mike White puts that ball in the end zone, probably, to be honest with you. There's but, a controversy like, brewing you know. in East Rutherford. Yeah. There's not a controversy brewing. <laughs> but if we win on Thursday. When? When we win on Thursday and beat the Colts, just be careful for those Jets getting on the graphic. You know what I mean? Just the, the in the hunt. In the hunt. Just get me on. I want to be on I want to be on the graphic so bad. The Jets haven't made a play like that pick um Burrow in years. That was their first reception in like 380 days or something like that. Years. Like gotta get a stop and you get a pick. That Philly special play was the most explosive. most fun Jets play in like five it was years. Explosive. It was too much. All right, all right. Let's move on from Jets. Did talk. is Jay? Does he have his play of the week in play of the week, or do we have to acknowledge the play of the week in this segment? Obviously, obviously. yeah. I mean, it's of course, in it. like duh. You think he's not yeah. going to show? Jason like, produces it, like yeah. promote it's himself in, in that in that Classic. moment. Like obviously, I do want to give a little uh, since the. The trade lot trade deadline is today, mm-hmm. I believe. So this will air before we see if anything happens crazy or anything else crazy happens. Uh, the Von Miller trade was pretty interesting yesterday. Rams were one of my Super Bowl picks. Stafford and Cup looks pretty good. You already got Aaron Donald and Ramsey. You'd add Von Miller. It's going to be interesting. The, the last the you know rest of the year. He they're going for it. I respect the way that they run their team. I respect the way the GM runs the team. I respect the way the coach runs the team. It's like, hey, man, if we don't win the Super Bowl, we're getting fired anyway. So you might as well just go for it. <laughs> no, that's yeah, you're not wrong. What's a third round? What's a fourth round pick when you're trying to win the Super Bowl? Who I cares? think the interesting thing this year is like, I really feel like anybody anybody could win it. NFC is super open. So is the NFC, actually, to be honest. I mean, like Brady get got demolished by the Saints. I mean, like they lost by like what ten? I mean, I he threw a pick six late. Was it a pick six? Yeah, it was. Yeah, they they probably should have won that game, but he didn't look good all day from what I saw on red zone. I mean, Saints typically pr- play pretty well against Brady. It's just like then the Cardinals lose, like I said, with no wide receiver. The Packers had no wide receivers. That was a stupid like, game. The Chargers lose to the Patriots. The Bengals lose to the Jets. Like, just I mean, the Dallas Cowboys with Cooper Rush beat Minnesota. Like. Cowboys look good. They're just, yeah, it was a weird week. It yeah, there's, I feel like this is the year any like if we said, hey, the Chiefs came back and win it, you'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. That's where I think we're headed. We're headed towards everybody. Everything shakes out the way it always does. And it's Patriots. Not Patriots. Well, maybe. Uh, but, you know, it's it's. Bucks, Bengals, Chiefs, like the typical, like the teams that we thought were good will be the ones that are good. The Bengals? Chargers. Bengals are good. Bengals are good. They were the number one seed in the AFC before they lost to the Jets. Yeah, but yeah. they were not like it's not like typical like they're good and going to be in the. But mix. I'm saying I'm sorry. Oh. I meant like I meant like who we thought was good to be in the, like it seems like yeah. who was good two weeks ago is the ones who end up being good. Real quick, good or bad, biggest surprise in 2021. Gotcha. 
In the NFL? Yes. Good or bad, what's the biggest surprise? Uh, the biggest surprise is I'm just looking at things. Is, I mean, the Raiders at 5-2 and two after firing their coach and going through that whole thing, which classic just gets swept under the rug and no one talks about anymore, is kind of surprising. Lamar Jackson being that's what I was being in pick. the mix this season he's having throwing the ball. What's not surprising, but is now pain, is that my Super Bowl pick, the Titans, are pretty much panic meter hundred at this point. They gotta go out and find a Derrick Henry replacement on the street. Adrian Peterson. Yeah, probably something like that. Maybe that's what they signed. They just signed him? They signed him yesterday. No, they were working him out yesterday. No, Peterson. He's on like he's on the practice squad. Uh, big. Oh, he already Baker was. Mayfield, pretty much not going to get an extension. That would be my biggest surprise of the year for sure. The, the Browns, I think, on paper are one of the more talented teams. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl. The Browns just. I understand Baker's hurt. I understand that, but there's a lot of talent on that team. A lot of talent on that team. Um, so to see the Browns not, you know. Six and two at this point is 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 a little bit of a surprise. I also want to give some love to Dak and the Cowboys because him coming back from injury, a lot of doubt Agreed. on that guy, and they he's been good. awesome. And they're legit. They're a legit yeah. good team. Their conference is also yeah. trash, boys. But so is the AFC. Like if you want to make that conversation, well, yeah, super yeah. fair. But trash, yeah, like the, the Jack show, the Bucks, the Packers, and the Cardinals and the Chargers are in the NFC. Like it's a. Pretty the Chargers solid. are in the AFC. I'm sorry. Sammy I'm sorry. Darnold. Boy, I meant Rams, early. but yeah. yeah. Bro, Sam early. Darnold went like... He got hurt on Sunday. He got crunched, dude. I saw like a certified auto yesterday for like $20 <laughs> on eBay. That's interesting. Were you searching for his autos on eBay yesterday? No, we sold them. <laughs> we sold them. Yeah, we sell like, like a bunch of stuff, right? We, we sell Darnold things... 300 certified. things a week on eBay, so I'm always just checking, hey, what do we sell today? And looking at it, you see a Sam Darnold patch auto for 20 bucks. Yeesh. Yeesh is yeah, right. Not good. Yikes. Yikes. All right. Let's get into let's get into QA. So as always, we're pulling these questions from the Card Talk Facebook group. If you guys are interested in joining that, this is where we uh, this is where Jason fields the questions from. So this is from Michael Davis. It says, I know I hate, I know the hate for the Dallas Cowboys is real, but is Dak Prescott a play? I believe so. Wanting your guys' opinions. Hashtag we dem boys. Lou, you just answered it, I think. Yeah, I think I did. I, the question is, you know, it's the typical, I would love to know what his stuff costs. I would imagine there's already a, uh, a nice little premium on it because he is a cowboy, but I think if, you know, if they make a Super Bowl run, like Dak is going to go down in history in the Cowboys, in Cowboys land. So I think he already is getting close to that. So if you're looking for a long-term play, I feel really good about that as well. I agree. Dak, Cowboys play for sure. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. They'll be in the mix. And he's got that cornerback on the other side of the ball that's just everything. All right, Brian Shea says, Vlad Jr. or Otani? Long-term, who are you holding Otani, on to? Otani, legendary, forever remembered. Goat, no matter what he does. And he's internationally acclaimed. Otani. I I would agree. If I'm buying one, I would pick Otani. But, Lou, I'd be curious to know your take. Are you buying Vlad or Mr. Flash in the panty? 
today is not the day because I don't have the numbers right in front of me. But the second half was a little questionable from a certain player who plays for the Angels. So I'm going to go with Vlad. Interesting. Jay put in the chat, flash in the panty TBH. I right. hope we better be playing that next year when he doesn't look as good. That's all I'm saying. All right. So I think this is this is this Xavier. Uh, it yeah. says, as the World Cup is coming next year, any thought on the soccer card market? Could it become as big as other sports in the U.S.? As the World Cup is coming next year, any thought on the soccer card market? Okay. The soccer card market has been ripping, is ripping, will continue to rip, is expanding. Nat said it on the last podcast. Look around. Yeah. Like, yeah. yes. The game, the global game, football is here. Football is here to stay. Um, World Cup is coming. World Cup's going to be a little different, I think, for the U.S. audience, winter. Um, but for me, it's a it's a five-year game right now. We're playing for the 2026 World Cup. It's here in the U.S. Yep. The final's probably going to be not far from here unless SoFi Stadium wins it. Um, the sport matters. And if you take a look at the biggest clubs in the world and their ownership groups, they are more and more by the day American business tycoon family people. That sport is going to be imported here. Just like the NFL is exporting, the Premier League will be importing. It's just a matter of time. Prospecting is alive and well in it. Legends are still underpriced, in my opinion. That's what I got. I agree. Yeah, yeah hard to really argue with that. All right. Adrian Square Garden says, do you see a world of 2017 and newer b-ball base comes even 70% close to what it once was? I don't know what Luca 10's got up to. I, I was, 18, 1900. 1900? No. The answer is no. Yeah. No way. So no by chance. demand, it's just no. the, the answer is no, in my opinion. Yeah, I think a lot of the people that got in when that happened, that got into cards, you know, right around as the market was booming. Uh, I think a lot of that market segment has become a lot more educated in this space and has like stuck around and, uh, you know, learned from that run up. So I don't anticipate there being, a, again, like Tyler said, I just don't know if you're going to have a mass influx of people again. So And supply is readily available on those cards now. So I'm not saying they're going to go to $0, but I think it's likely that they're not going to ever get anywhere near some of those uh those peak prices i will say i don't think it'll happen for those specific cards i could see it happening in a future class maybe not this one but i just think there's a lot of factors as to why all that stuff blew up when it did but i think there's a lot of a lot of it has now the reason why you wouldn't see a big increase is because there's so much uh, readily available in a world where there's new product coming out and something gets hot, I could definitely see it happening again. So Luca Base is doing 800, 800 right? 815. Yeah. Last one off at auction, 815, 39 bids. Look, I, if Luca goes MVP, Luca gets to the conference finals, Luca maybe is in the finals, I could see that card popping to 950,000 bucks, which is 20%, totally, which is 20%. Yes, yeah, so that's one card. Uh, Tyler Hero, Michael Porter Jr., uh, well, Zion, like just kind of the overall base market is not going to see the expansion that it had. Uh, no doubt about it. 
Yeah, I think the argument is that if somebody does really, really well, Michael mm-hmm. Porter comes out and drops 40 a game and wins the NBA, you know, NBA finals and wins MVP, his stuff will go up. That, that doesn't mean it's yeah. directly correlated to what Luca-based Prism PSA 10s do. And I don't anticipate the entire market going up. Maybe one person, if they're successful this year, their stuff go up. Like Tyler mentioned, Luca, if he wins MVP or goes to the finals. Though, but that's not any different than any mm-hmm. other year in sports cards. That happens when somebody is successful and has yeah, the I mean, opportunity to the title. Like their stuff bucks. goes up. Um, PSA 10s. All right, so this is from Christopher. It says, how do you guys feel about investing in the older goats such as Montana, Rice, Marino, Steve Young, et cetera? A safe play or could there be any opportunities in those Ooh, kinds so he's of talking players? specifically about football goats. Mm-hmm. So I'll just point that out. To be honest, like if you look at that list, like those guys are legends. I don't anticipate they're going down much. Like I don't think you're going to see a massive 60% decline in those guys. But I don't think there's a ton of up, uh, a ton of upside, right? Especially in their modern day like autographs, like those guys sign Montana, Marino, Rice, Steve Young, etc. Those guys all have autographs. If you search on eBay, there's probably over a thousand of most of those guys. So the supply is there. I think it might be different conversation for PSA nine or PSA ten rookie cards. I know most of those guys like Jerry That's Rice what I'm looking has like right a, now. what the forty thousand dollar card, fifty thousand dollar card. It's something crazy. Like crazy, it's low pop yeah. on those. Yeah, Jerry 10's real big. It's real. It's real low, but yeah, 74k, but some like some of those in 8s or 9s might like might be a play cuz they're cheap, but Ty, what are your thoughts? My card is sweet. Jerry, though, Jerry rookie is freaking sweet. I think Randy Moss I, I I don't know, that's just personal. I like I just think Randy's such a goat and uh I think he's undervalued, but yeah, largely speaking, I think that crew, Montana Rice, Marina, Steve Young, it's kind of the similar to the last thing. Like, they've had their run-up, and long, 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 long-term parking capital in those assets, I like. Short-term flip run-up, no. Yeah, I don't think you're going to go wrong buying a PSA 8 of all of those guys, right? A PSA 8 rookie card of all those guys, throw them in the back, and... They only have one rookie, right? This isn't like Zion where there's 14,000 different rookie cards. They have one card. Get a PSA, you know, get a PSA graded, throw it in the safe. But I don't think it's going to go up 50x over the next 10 years. But I don't think it's a it's a bad investment per se. Yeah, the one thing I was going to say was something you could do with those and something that I learned with those cards is like play the pop report game of like, I know like just off the top of my head, I know that the Jerry Rice has a drop off after PSA 9. So, like, I think the PSA 9 is, like, 2,000, and then the PSA 8, there's, like, 12,000 or something like that. So that's just something to keep in mind when you're thinking about what what you want to do in that arena. Agreed. I like that idea. Again, that comes with a little bit more digging on that kind of stuff. All right, Andrew Perry says, after your interview with Nat, do you believe 10 to 15 dollar PSA grading will return within the next 12 months. This is the one question I was planning to ask Nat before we had to go. We had to wrap it up. If you watch the interview, I was like, nah. And then I I think you mentioned something, so I just never ended up asking it. This is the one question I wanted to ask, Nat. If you ask me, do I think a $15 option will be in PSA by the end of 2022? I would say yes. I agree. I think that's end of next year. Q4 end of next year. Yes. I would agree. I think they want it really. I think he wants it really bad. It's a question of can they scale up in time? I think they want to, and they will try to have it by the end of time. Ask me three months ago. My answer is very, very mm-hmm. different. 
ask me now with after that interview with Nat, I would definitely say my answer is very, very different than it was three months ago. I would say yes. All right. Rick Ellis says for Ryan and Lou, after watching DTS, which drivers do you find yourself gravitating towards? Also, please compare each member of Car Talk to a driver. Um, wow. So I have not finished season three. Reg and I got to season three. We're on like episode two or three. It's the best season. Yeah. First episode's like COVID. And then I think we were just in, was it Austria? I can't remember where. It's think, been a long time. I think I the first one's Austria. That's when Lewis gets that penalty for like starting outside the, like the area, the grid area. Yeah. Did you know this upcoming season has no max? Am I allowed to come back? I know I was written off for this question, but I'm allowed to be back. Uh, I, you, I, we get written off for soccer questions all the time. All so, the time. No, no, you've never been. I think last week off. there was three you've never questions been written off. Oh, I get written off a lot. We can pull the tape, Ty. I think last week you had like three specific questions that said four times written off. I am written like, off. Most a lot, like Muhammad Salah. That was definitely a question. Zip. I mean, Zip doesn't even right, get written off. Why did you get written off? He was really upset. Real right, quick. Lou, which drivers do you find yourself gravitating towards? Ricardo, always, 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 always. And I'm interested in F1 by what happens at the bottom of the grid, like the back of the grid, like those really bad teams. Like the middle of the pack, bottom of the pack type stuff. Yeah, I'm just interested by like what those teams are doing, right? Because they're just like so bad and they have no intention of like po- like getting on a podium. Like none of that stuff's happening anytime soon for any of those teams. So I always want to know more about those. I'm a big Alpha Romero guy. You you do love Alpha. I've been fascinated by like the guys that are going to compete with Max five or ten years from now. Like Charles Leclerc is definitely the guy I've been the I've found the most interesting so far for sure. Definitely a, a Charles guy. I like I like Lando Norris a lot. He seems really likable. I Lou was actually the one that like first put me on Lando Norris with his like card of him sucking that straw on that Topps Chrome card with like the twisty straw and he's got the sunglasses on. Yeah, it's the best card. Yeah, Lou likes that card. The straw, yeah, it's it's gonna make your career. Now it's just it's yeah. it's the straw. It's been fun because like I've heard a lot about F one through Lou. And I found interest in it when I started the show. So knowing what George Russell was going to be before he gets into this, because he's not in the first first season and he's not in through like halfway through the second season. He's like just a little another driver. Yep, And it's like, I know what's coming. So that's been kind of cool to see that. So I would say Leclerc has definitely been the one I've been the most interested in then most interested in. And then like Lando and in george but one thing i will say and i pointed this out on twitter or i pointed this out on car talk recently and someone on twitter mentioned it it sounds like drive to survive kind of paints max as the villain and i definitely have not like been interested in max but it sounds like that might not be the case in the f1 world that like max is the villain that like he seems pretty well liked and i've never been like a huge max guy I don't think they paint him as a villain. I think people like Max and they get very defensive over him. Interesting. I'm not a big Max guy. Something I've learned about F1 fans is they're very sensitive. (laughs) You need a villain in life. That's true. I have always thought that they made Mercedes out to be a little bit of a villain. But see, I like Lewis. I like rooting for Lewis. Me too. But I think the way they talk about them and the way they like they show Toto and the way Toto talks is like, yeah, yeah. Ty, any, any feedback on F1? Alfa Romero, Ferrari, just, I just, I love all of it. Isn't it cool, Ty, how, like, prestigious the whole thing feels, like, with the brands? For sure. 
you're you're alive, man. You're it's alive. So cool. My mother's a Dan- Danish. Yeah, you know alive. this. That fed into my soccer love. You know what's gonna be hot? No joke. No joke about it. People sleep on the Tour de France. It's going I, in the same way. F one. So many people happened. watch it. It's just Tour de France. I grew up like when when the tour is on, the tour is on in my house every day. The reruns. The I actually thing. that's actually true. I actually watch the tour. De, like, I used to watch the tour, tour de France lit, up too. and it's gonna happen. It's. I'll say this: if they put out a show on Netflix, it's I'm going to in. happen. I have no doubt about it. U.S. Postal Service, this squad, do 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 the training, the Alps, the time trials the whole thing be prepared there people who ride bicycles are like respectfully kind of a kind of a weird crew and i want to know more yeah all right real quick gotta compare lou gotta compare driver to host i think ty is let's see here what do you think dana ricardo maybe for ty no yeah no tyler's far too serious for that um I, I totally disagree, and that's why I think Ty is Dana Ricardo. Lou, you don't really like the best way to describe you is you just don't really give a fuck. So I, yeah. I would say Max. That's a good, that's a good sense. I love that read for myself. Yeah, I, I think Ty would be like Dana me. Ricardo, like just not never too serious, just kind of like just there was one vibing. dude that was looking super swaggy, hanging out with like the I love when they wear the half. You know, they got the suit, but they dropped it to the half oh, and like just they're having so cool, like, man. Freaking fresh. He was walking with the shades. First off, having the parasol guy above you on the grid holding I'm like Phew. I'm fucking hanging oh, out so right cool. now. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So yeah, Ty's Dana Ricardo Lou is definitely Max for stopping. Where do you All fall? Right. What? Who and, and who were you again? Uh, I'm not. I don't. No one. You think the question was That's for you? That's not true. Bro. I don't. Yeah. Who do you think you are? Oh <laughs> uh, man, I have no idea. Something. No, come on. You got to pick somebody. I like maybe the, I like the little George Russell type vibe. That's like not, kinda, no, kind of kind of started from like kind of started out of nowhere. Just, and just, working your, just been working your way up. Just, just been grinding to the top. Like we're, we're going to the. That's a good insight we're going into to the, Ryan's we're brain going to the about himself. I mean, that's, that's right. good. I respect Next that. Next man up. My that's the way. That's started out to bottom. Now we're now you know, we're, we're headed to the top. Let's go. All right. Next. <laughs> Lou didn't like that. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. I Cooper love it. Asked, After Nat Turner's very promising interview, how do you think PSA's hopeful drop of prices will affect other grading companies' prices? Will SGC and HGCA still hold value? They will have to react. I just do not believe, right, right, wrong, or indifferent, I do not believe people will continue to send in bulk cards to those companies at twice the price. Again, assuming SGC, I don't know HGAs as well, but if SGC is still 30 and PSA drops to 10 or $12, you're not going to bulk submit at SGC on a lot of stuff if unless you just absolutely love the brand. Again, I'm not saying, it, again, right, wrong, or indifferent, I just don't believe that's what the market will do. Unless you say, hey, it's two years to get a card back from PSA. That's where SGC has always had the advantage is time. So I just, if PSA, there's a lot of time in between this because I don't think this is going to happen soon. So a lot of stuff has to happen in the market. But if all things were equal and PSA had an option tomorrow for $15, SGC, I think, would react accordingly. And I think their price would, would fall. I think Beckett 
and SGC will continue to both be players. I think SGC needs to just focus one day at a time, continue to bring value to those customers that they have. And I think that you won't see that big of a drop off on their side. Obviously, even where Nat kind of what he layered was, look, we want to get to $15. We also need to keep demand at a controllable place. It needs to be yep. bulk. And we're going to kind of slowly do what I believe HGA was doing, where it's kind of like a a, a raffle-ish type of thing like to limit. start. Yeah. And yep. what SGC needs to lean into is that they don't have that demand and they need to make every single one of their customers incredibly happy because if they continue to do that, a, a price drop at PSA, I don't believe will impact them that much because I don't think that they're crazy on fire on demand right now. And I think the people that are happy with their service will will continue to use it. That is definitely one thing I would I would say about SGC is from the time we've we've done subs with them, their customer service and like getting the customer happy, like they they excel in that space. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. very, very good at it. Communication is good, like always keeping you in the loop, like just they're consistently on top of those things. And that's one thing I definitely feel like they do a very good job on is staying ahead of the curve. Like, Hey, we're demand is high. We're going to slow down a little bit. We're trying to keep up with this, but just so you guys know, it might take a couple extra days, just keeping people in the loop. They've, they've done a very good job of that. Yeah, I agree. But I, I, as we've always said, and I think the three of us always agree, if there's ever a time where PSA and SGC or BGS or HGA or whoever else, if PSA can compete with their timelines and their pricing, it's not even a conversation about who people mm-hmm. are going to use. That's just so, the way it goes. Lou, let me ask you this. PSA brings back the $15 option, just like they had before, where orders are, were taking a year, right? I've got orders that have been at PSA for 11 months. Mm-hmm. They bring that back. It's $15 a card, takes 12 months. Right, guaranteed turnaround twelve months from now, mm-hmm. and SGC is at twenty dollars, but is back in thirty days. Right, so six weeks. I I am someone who would probably utilize both for different purposes. So like, I would look at like a fifteen dollars PSA. I would look at an F one card that I'm thinking about for the future, like a like a current F2 driver or something like that. That's where I would do that. And I'm thinking about SGC. Go ahead, Wes. No, I, I said gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, that's the way I would do it. Something short, shorter term yeah. I would try to go to SGC yeah. with, but I would probably lean towards yeah, PSA. The thing that SGC definitely has the advantage of there is time. Their demand is, is not as high as PSA. Yep. For now. PSA, their just demand is not as high. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it shapes out. All right, Mike Geo says, uh, my big question, when will you be taking Jesse? <laughs> So this is Mike from Sports Guard Nonsense. He said, when will you be taking Jesse off my hands? Never. We love Jesse, though. He's a funny dude. <laughs> Should we do like a... We could do like a collab one day. That'd be great. Yeah, they're down for a that. A pod sure. battle. That'd be super fun. Shout out to Mike. Mike's a, Mike's a funny dude. Mike's a very honest guy, and I, re- I really respect the way he speaks publicly. Because a lot of people will not speak... Reminds me a lot of Lou. Oh. Well, just Sanchez. just doesn't like I said, just Sanchez. doesn't give a shit, like just very like open about his opinion. Shout out to Mike, though, for uh, the Jim Brown flawless at the National. Still mm-hmm. one of my favorite cards I've ever picked up. Shout out to him for for selling me that. All right. This is from James. Uh, it says, 
are we sleeping on CSG, especially considering there most likely be a partnership between them and Fanatics? I think we're sleeping on comics more than we're sleeping on CSG. Yeah, no thanks. Nothing personal. I just I don't prefer the look of the slabs, right? I mean, everybody's different. Do it just it does me. nothing for me. You know what's funny? I actually like the plastic. I don't like the label. Yeah. Um, I can I, I can get, like I can get with you on that. The, the way their slabs look is nice. It's just the label kind of stinks. Respectfully. Tell them. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, David Mc is it McMahon? Mm-hmm. Uh, in your experience, how do you? How do you ship high dollar cards? What extent do you take besides bubble wrap, bubble mailer example? Say you're shipping a PSA 10 Brady auto across the country. So don't mean to step on no, toes. This is all we, you. Ship, this is all you. we ship a hundred. We ship about 50. It's probably about 50 things every day at this point with 300 some eBay auctions a week. It's about 350 at this point and breaks and sales on whatnot and loop. It's about 50 things average per day. The big thing is, is like peace of mind, right? Like, What's the card worth? Let's say it's $10,000. Is it worth $200 to you to have the card in someone's hand across country next day, right? If it's not, if you're like, hey, I can still sleep without it, send it priority mail, right? It'll be there in three or four days. To me, it just comes down to like peace of mind, right? If we're selling a prism basketball case worth 25 or 30 grand, I don't really want that sitting on a FedEx truck for five days, right? I'm not shipping that FedEx ground. I'm shipping that double boxed, lots of bubble uh, bubble wrap or packing peanuts, signature confirmation, tracking number, throw some insurance on there, right? Like there's steps that you can take on that kind of stuff. Typically when I ship high value cards, I'm double, I'm double uh, bubble mailer on everything. And one thing I think people miss out on, I actually learned this trip, trick a while ago. When you ship a, like a package, let's say it's a Brady Auto worth 10 grand, PSA 10. You put it in a bubble mailer, right? Like you put it in a team bag, cardboard on each side so it's protected. You throw it in a bubble mailer. What I'll do is when I print the label, if I'm printing a label through PayPal or eBay, I'll print two labels. I'll print one label, stick it on that package, take that bubble mailer, throw it in another bubble mailer and put the label on there. That way, if the post office messes up the first bubble mailer and it gets out of that package, boom, it's in another one. Right. So then the package inside also has the address on where that card is supposed to go. If you're going to ship it to FedEx, write it right on it with a marker, right? Write on it with a permanent marker so that if something happened to the inside package or the outside package, the inside package tells you exactly where that card is supposed to go. Right. It's just little things like that will, will keep you out of trouble if something were to happen to the package. Um, that's typically what I would recommend. Yeah, I'm aligned with Ryan on all of that. The two other things that I would throw out there is depending again, depending on the value of the item, this is where collectible insurance comes in because they cover your insurance shipments. They cover your shit like your card shipments with insurance rather than having to pay FedEx or UPS or whoever else insurance. I've paid several hundred dollars for insurance on a single package just because I didn't have collectible insurance and I wanted to protect the item. So something to be mindful of there. And then the other thing is if you, can, if you can afford this, right? If the price allows it, I was very against at the beginning. I think now I would change my opinion. Depending on the price of the item, it's potentially worth you going yourself to that place. Plane, Plane trip, trip, quick flight, in and out, two yeah. hours. And you're I've back. done that before on a couple of deals. It's, it doesn't happen often, but I've done that on a couple of occasions. It's like you don't have to ship it. You can see the items in person. 
don't, I'm not sure I would necessarily go to somebody's house or meet them at 10 o'clock at night. There are places you can meet, right? Local card stores. A lot of those places will allow that kind of stuff. Police stations. Especially if you ask them ahead of time. Police stations. There, there are places you can go to do those kind of transactions, but I definitely agree, especially in the, in the age we're right now, right? When you've got massive cards setting record prices on a weekly basis, this is a, this is an expensive hobby, expensive business. That's definitely in considerations. But like you said, Lou, you can get on a flight across country and be back in the same day for a couple hundred bucks. 400 bucks at the most. Yep. Ty, any input since this is the last question? No, I think if anyone listened to me about shipping over you, they would be making the wrong decision. <laughs> I don't know about that, but that's good self awareness. Yeah, I mean, you ship, you just said you ship 50 things a day. <laughs> so I have no comment. <laughs> I haven't shipped yeah, 50 no, no, things no, no, this I'm year, good. by the way. <laughs> I'm good. You run a real freaking operation. That's what's on my mind. Uh... Like, that's funny big ups to you and the squad yeah the squad the squad does it all right shout out to to, to the team for making it all making it all happen because we uh we, we do ship a lot all right so again if you're interested in submitting any questions join the facebook group card talk on facebook we will uh we'll pick some questions and hopefully do this next week as well we're going to get into play of the week. And as always, guys, play of the week is brought to you by eBay, your number one spot for all things cards and collectibles. All right. So as always, Jason, the producer takes plays via Instagram or Twitter at card talk pod. Show them. He'll show them to Tyler Lou and I live on the show. We'll debate them and pick a winner for our play of the week. All right. Jason says the first one is for Lou. This is from The Card Yard. It says, Dear Big Three, first time, long time. I let this one marinate from October of 19 after Jordan won the ALCS MVP. I thought this was a great time to move this card. I like Jordan a lot, but I see him being a DH long term and don't see this card going much higher. Jordan Alvarez, 2019 Bowman Chrome, 30th gold refractor to 50. I paid $26.49 all in two years ago and recently sold it for 90. Curious to what you guys think of cards like this as well. Inserts with no rookie logo, but the player's actual rookie year. Um, I think it's a good play. I wish Jordan Alvarez could get some sense of a, of a bat in the World Series. That'd be great. But I think the play, the card is really good. Selling the whole this is a rookie card without a rookie card logo is always tough, regardless Agreed. of the fact that it is actually a rookie card. But it's a smart move. Held it for a while. Made a good amount of money on it. On card auto? It's not audited. It's a facsimile. Yeah. Hmm. It's 89. It's That's an 80. It looks like 89 Bowman. Yeah, 2019. It's 30 year anniversary. I respect your card yard. I respect the, the Photoshop job on the logo. I respect the Deer Big 3. I feel like. I feel like. We got some more plays to look at. Yeah, I'm, I'm aligned with Lou on this. Like, held it for a little while. It's tough to sell rookie stuff that's not that doesn't have a rookie logo. But I mean, anytime you can turn twenty six forty nine into ninety dollars, it's a win, regardless of when it is. One hundred percent a W. All right, next one. All right, this is from four oh six Sports Collector on it looks like Twitter. Since earlier this year, I bought a raw fifty eight tops Jim Brown rookie after an eBay auction started with an OBO option. Started the listing at 300 and I offered 500 shortly after and was accepted. Was pretty off-center top to bottom, but overall in good shape. I sent to SGC where it got a 2.5, was hoping for a 3, but was still very happy with it. Recent SGC 2.5 has gone for 2K. 
likely going to hold on to this as I'm a big Browns fan and think his volume or his value is per- in particular is only going to increase over time. Pretty thrilled with how it worked out. Been very open about this. The 58 tops, Jim Brown is one of my favorite cards. I own multiple copies of this card. Love it. Um, I It's an interesting play though, buying a raw 58 card on eBay. You just never know if it's been trimmed, altered, but for 500 bucks, I'd probably take a chance too. So yeah, it's a, uh, this is a play. I like this. When, when my head goes yeah. back to the goats about Marino, Young, da, 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 da. Like Jim Brown is another level of goaded. And I think that there's just, I don't, as someone that doesn't have a Jim Brown in the collection, if you're serious about having a collection, such as myself, I need a Jim Brown. And so the sale is a great play. I just think people should be holding Jim Browns. I like the play a lot. Very risky buying, like you said, raw. The 2.5, decent. Jim Brown's a real piece. Lou agrees. I agree. Cross the board. All right, next one. Yep. <clears throat> All right, this is from uh, Chinkstagram. It's Matthew on IG. It says, my submission for play of the week is based on buying the card and not the grade. I was randomly searching eBay for baseball, which I don't collect, and stumbled on night, on a Roger Clemens 1985 Donner's rookie in a GMA-10. After looking the card over, I thought it was sharp enough to warrant a bid, and I took down the auction for a whopping $4.25. I ended up cracking the case and submitted it in an order with PSA. The gem rate on this card is an anemic 6%, and somewhat to my surprise, I was able to pull off, or I was able to pull a jemmy. From $4.25 GMA auction to a $400 plus PSA slab, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Be well and God bless, boys. Respect. This has got to be like the luckiest play of the week of all time. A GMA 10, 1985 Donruss is a piece of jammy. We literally talk all the time about buy the card, not the grade. Totally, but like, jeez. We, we, we kind of. Well, I mean, it's, made, a great, yeah. it's a great we, job. I don't know if we made a rule or not, but like, we kind of were like, look, luck of the draw, like the cross stuff, like cracking and smacking, pulling a jemmy. Like, is that. Yeah. Yeah, listen, when you crack and slap and you get a jammy, it's <laughs> tough to yeah. get mad at the person. And I, I think it's part of the game. It's like I did buy this. Like, I bought this card for this reason. So, like, if you're doing it for that reason, it's one thing, right? But uh, hell of a job to get a jammy out of this It's a one. good jam. It's a good jam. Yeah, you can't be mad at the jammy. Right, here we go with the jammy talk. All right. So, I I looked. If it would have got a nine, it's about 57, 58, 61. So, it's about 60 bucks. So if you send it in bulk, still would have been a play, even if it would have got a nine. But the the ten definitely makes it. But the, as we know, ten definitely. Uh, it's it was a, a jemmy. All right, it's enough with the jemmy. Jay, what do we got? Also, ooh, Roger Clemens. All right, so this is from Sports Card Collector slash Investor. Uh, it says, "Hello, I was scrolling through eBay when I found the Steph Curry 2008 Sports Illustrated for Kid BGS Nine Rookie." I know what some other Sports Illustrated for Kids cards can go for, so I thought this can be a great investment. I won it at auction for $80, which is about 50% comps, and I sold it on MySlabs two weeks later for $179.99. Not huge profits, but not a bad $80 purchase. I respect this heavily. Double up. MySlabs play. 
found it. Steph, SF for kids. I don't think we got a date on it per se, so I'm not sure when this went down, but I think this is a, a real, real respectable play. Yeah, I mean, this is there's always opportunities out there if you know what you're looking for. Yeah, I mean, uh, the sports social for kid thing has always been interesting because I know that, like he said, there's definitely other got uh, definitely other athletes in there that have uh, have a lot of luck with their stuff selling well in sports social illustrated for kids. So I like the play. Yeah, and I you know I think the lesson here is utilize all the avenues available to you Agreed. to sell things. All right, so next one. Is there another one? This is a, here we go. Uh, so this is Jason, the producer, <laughs> throwing this in there. Uh, I even said on Twitter, I even said on Twitter, this is going to end up in there. It, it, it's, it's, you know, we give, we give Jay a it lot of shit, to be but this card deserves to be in there. Yes, this is deserving of its position. This is like, Jason takes kind of the, the advice on this on like, hey, look through some boxes, find some plays. Jason's very much like ahead of the curve on like finding things that are going to be relevant. Like, I didn't know Mike White was Mike White was starting. Jason goes to a show, finds one for $25 or $20, says, hey, this is my $20 bet on the Jets game, throws it up on eBay after Mike White's performance, sells it for $125 on the same day he buys it at a show for $20. Threw it up pregame. Uh- he did throw it up pregame, and he and he and he went with like that. This is my bet on the game today. Yeah, Jay, what was your price listed? Because he sold for one twenty four. I thought I got clicked at one twenty five. Pop in, Jay. Let's go. Come on, join go. the party. Let's go. Yep, get the Instagram Come in there. On. There yep. he is. I'm watching you backstage. You might as well yeah, talk about it. Come on. What do we got? Talk to me. So I'm walking out of the card show and this guy has this box of like this most random cards you've ever seen. And I guess most of it was like Miami related stuff. It had like Braxton Berrios autos and stuff like that, like UM guys. And then right after the Braxton Berrios auto was a Mike White. And I looked at the guy and I was like, could you just put this in here today? He's like, yeah, he's starting. I was like, yeah, I'm a Jet fan. I was like, I need to buy that. It was a $20 tag on it. So I put it up pregame for $125, figuring. Stop, pause. Did you try and get it for $15? No, I That's didn't even ridiculous. grind the guy. Because- that's ridiculous. Wow. Like, Paying that's full a, stick that on Mike White on us. That's a bold. That's what I was going to say. Kind of 20 is a little. A he would have let that go for 10. Yet alone 15. It was a hollow to 99. And I'm I'm really upset, actually, that I sold it for 125 because the next exact card that went 45 minutes later, the guy got 225 for it. So I kind of. No yeah, yeah, way. I I pulls himself on stage and buries his own. Butt. Yeah, no, I, I had, I had to be honest. I can't. I got to be honest and give all the information. Somebody's gonna look it up and be like, dude, he, you know, they're gonna be ahead of the curve. So yeah, I, I, I could have gotten more out of it. But what I figured was, I put it up for one twenty-five pregame, figuring if this guy even leads a couple big scoring drives in the first half, people are gonna be at, at halftime trying to scoop it up. And I had no faith in the Jets' ability to win that. When did it? When did it? Sell? It sold like midway through the fourth quarter. I was laughing. I couldn't believe it. Mm. And then, and then it went, cra- mm-hmm. and then Mike White cards went crazy. Like, if you look at some of the cards that sold after the game, like people were buying four, three, four thousand dollar Mike White cards. Oh. By the way, there's still go. I'm looking at it right now. There's like sale. There's a ton of sales in the last. Exactly. Well, New York. I mean, what? Do you know what's going to be crazy is, is he's the first Jet to throw for 400 yards in 20 years. Zach Wilson knew. If my first play of the week ever 
Like, can you imagine if this dude turns into like Tom Brady and this becomes like a fifty thousand dollar card one day? Let's not get crazy, Jets fans. fans. Did you just play him play of the week? I, I might. I, I mean, you know, these are the thoughts that go on in my head. Yeah, I know. But if we're to really break this down with all the information that's been presented, you went into a dollar box. Didn't, didn't negotiate in a value down box. for additional. Didn't negotiate anything, and then you I threw it up at right, but, now but before the game started. And didn't even let my man's W breathe, thinking about if you're a Jet fan, you're probably I, having a couple I don't mind the sale, though. That w I'm okay to take profits. And overpaying on eBay. Um, okay. I'm in I mean, for six as, as the producer of the show, I may or may not have put some relatively not-so-great plays ahead of mine so that when I anticipated these issues arriving... <laughs> no, this is not happening. You don't get to win this. The you minute I found out you paid full sticker, like come on, don't the minute we the minute you did negotiate, I know it, I had it, it Gary push my head when I paid full sticker. Actually, to like like Gary would have never paid full sticker for that card. You, would have, you didn't I, even ask. You didn't even. Well, I, you were I, just like, I, yeah, man. Other, I got the Braxton Berrios card for my boy. You offered twenty five. You bought multiple well, cards. You paid full sticker for all of them. There were it was three cards. I got a Curtis patch auto. It was like. I wound up paying thirty bucks, and it should have been forty. But like, I, I didn't grind the guy on. I grinded the guys on the three cards together a little bit for a couple bucks. But yeah, people are gonna get mad at us now for like talking about grinding people out for extra dollars. <laughs> but whatever. Um, <laughs> Jay, it's a good job. It is a good job. You did it very is a well. good job. And the tweet, the pregame tweet, was super Plus for the content. I had a, I had. So, a, so it was all yeah. good. It was great. You call your shot, and if they lose, it, people just laugh. But if you win, you look like a genius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good work, right, Jay. Is that the last one? That's the last one for sure. Is it the Jemmy? We might have to go. I think it's the Jemmy. <laughs> this is the little Jemmy. It's the Jemmy. Listen, when you can get it, when you get a GMA ten, and then you crack it, and you get a Jemmy, and you sell it for four hundred plus. Like, I like the Jim Brown play, but like without the completed sale, it's kind of like it's a cool card to buy and yeah, integrate it. Like it worked out well, but uh, for the like for this like. Now, the one thing I would say is, like, if you look at that, the Roger Clemens, it does not say the card was sold. It was not sold. It says to a yeah, $400 so just, plus that's, slab. That's mm. different to me. Like, I, I'm. Mm. Mm. We're definitely not picking Mike White. <laughs> you called yourself on stage and buried yourself. You were like, hey, what's up? I'm Jason and I'm going to kill my own play. I'm telling you, like, it's hard not to pick Jason's. Like, I don't disagree. No, it's not. I'm I'm telling you something right now. I'm sticking firm. If you come out with Jemmy, I'm picking your body. I don't don't disagree. It feels like Jemmy's something we need to, we're going to run with for a little bit. I'm rolling with Jemmy going forward. Mm -mm. I just can't pick a card that didn't, that didn't sell. Like, I don't disagree, but he came up in the DMs and said that he was able to pull a Jemmy and he capitalized Jemmy. All right, well, you got you guys selected Jemmy, yeah. so and then... it's the winner, two versus one. It's for sure the winner. <laughs> I wouldn't pick it, but you guys, you guys got two votes. So it doesn't even matter. Two versus one, Jemmy can win. Uh, Jemmy! All right, so Jemmy is the play of the week this week. Uh, I'm sure Lou will work on getting that. Or Tyler will probably get that on a shirt. Lou and I probably won't see that shirt for a little while, but I'm sure we'll have one before too long. Yes. We'll get it at next year's if we're, if we're lucky. All right. Last but not least, as we wrap up this week's episode, we got 
this week's releases. We got latest launch, but there's there's not a lot. It's it's slim pickings this week. You got what do we got? AHL hockey, Chronicles baseball, Prism racing, and Triple Threads. Uh, Triple Threads baseball. Yikes! When you lead it off with AF- AHL AFL hockey or whatever. <laughs> So, triple Threads baseball. I do like the Triple Threads brand. It's been around for a while. Is Prism Racing NASCAR? Yeah. Bubba Wallace stuff. He won his first race. Yeah, I didn't know that was his first win yeah. ever. Jordan, interesting. Jordan life. Um, I saw that there's a new F1 product coming out. Mm, tell me more. Yeah, there's a couple coming out. There's like a F1 Lights Out. I didn't mm. see that. I know there's there's mm. more Top Chrome. There's more Dynasty. There's match or there's like a, like a match attacks type thing. For Formula One, yeah, I think the F1 lights out is going to be UK exclusive. So, should we take a trip? Yeah, I'm down. Just go to the right. top. and then there's also the UFC Immaculate too coming out soon. Lou, do you uh, care to give us a prediction on if the Astros will be uh, going to a Game Seven tomorrow, or if by the time this episode dro- drops, Astros going to Game Seven or Braves World Champions in Houston? I'm going to tell you guys something. I I care about the Astros a lot more than I realized. Hmm, that's the because best. I yeah. was. The other night, I was living and dying with every single pitch. That Grand Slam put me in a, That's a place that was so dark that I didn't understand. But I'll say this. All kidding aside, all joking aside, I, I would bet any money on the Astros tonight. They are not losing this game tonight. They are My not man Lou has tonight. doubled down, folks. Double down. He said they were they're not, not losing, losing tonight. And he said they're not losing tonight. And we're cutting this if they lose. Hmm. I'm going but to bet won't. on them. They are not losing if tonight. If they go to they game do, seven, will you not go? be in the podcast. Oh, man. It's tough. If I can get tickets, I'll go. All right. That's a wrap. We're going to end it on that. We're going to end it on that. On lose, guarantee the Astros win game six and force a game seven tonight. We'll find out tomorrow on Car Talk when it drops on Wednesday. See you guys later. Peace. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.